Welcome into another edition of the Commitment Issues Podcast. We are back after a little bit of a break. Uh, guess what? It's 4th of July weekend. There's no new podcasts on your feed. That's where we come in to dump you some garbage content to listen to over the weekend. Uh, if you've burned through all your uh, episodes of My Favorite Murder or whatever uh, podcast to back up. I'm joined uh, by Rob Casty. Rob, back on the pod. Yeah, How's great, it going? Man. I'm thrilled to be here. I'm sure that we have lots of exciting things to talk about this week. And uh, <laughs> you could have said you didn't want to do it. <laughs> I said I was excited. Look, I'm damned if I do and I'm damned if I don't here. Okay. All right. And uh, Dave Lackford, Dave, how's well, it going? Well, man, it was good to see you guys in Atlanta and tear things up on the scooters. Uh, it was a good time. Congratulations on you two for putting together the best seven on seven team ever assembled and, and winning the championship out there. Okay. Two corrections. I would never ride a scooter ever, and I don't think Rob <laughs> rode one. That was intentional. <laughs> Number two. Number two, uh, well, it was fun watching all you redneck tourists. Oh, they got the scooters, Ma. Let's go ride them around. Yeah, that's, that's, a, like, yeah, that's exactly yeah. what was going on in the voice in my head. Yeah, you and that's what it's that's what it seemed like from the content I saw. You and Josh, you know, come to a real city and don't know how to handle yourself. Oh man, they got taxi cabs. Well, and everything. a real city like, has a subway station, so I would argue <laughs> that. Okay, well, yeah. Did you go to the Marta? I don't. What, what, that's underground. Does that count as it's a subway? It's underground for like two stops. No, it doesn't. Sorry. <laughs> okay. All right. There's a there's a train system running north and south and east what, and west. What was that, what was that noise that Rob just made? <laughs> I don't know what that was. Rob, was that yeah, a laugh? What was that? Well, anyway, uh, so we did go to dinner. We could have recorded a live podcast, but. Uh, yeah, but we couldn't do it. Also, Rob picked the team by himself. I know I got co-credit for it, but uh, was I had nothing was to do with it. it was, yeah, it was, I was on vacation because we somehow have to have this draft. We have to. This draft used to be like a fun dinner with like trash talking and all of us together eating and drinking and having a good time. And now it's turned into a conference call. What so. do you, I, I told you that you were supposed to just say you filled up the queue like you weren't going to be present for the fantasy draft and take credit for it. What are you doing? Right. But I didn't. Yeah. I mean, believe me, I take credit. My team won last year. So it's like, it's not like I need to take someone else's championship. Yeah. yeah I'm a two timer um, now. I'm in the two time <laughs> champions club. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, like I said, the fun has been sucked out of the draft process, but that's, that's a, that, that's for our inside rivals, uh, podcast. So anyway, we're back better than ever. Uh, we want to remind you to tell a friend, uh, we will be ramping up content here, uh, as the season approaches, we got our under over under podcast coming probably uh, later on this month. Uh, that's one of Rob's favorite things to talk about. Rob, did you? We need to go back and calculate our records from last year. Did you? Uh, did you calculate yours after the no, season? No, I have no idea. I, I, you did it the year before, though. No, right? I think you guys did. Was I good last year or bad? I forget. I don't know. You wrote yours is written, so it should be really easy to count. Like it shouldn't take you that long to count. We talked uh, and went through ours, so maybe we'll go through and do it. We should. Yeah, the year track before, I was good, uh, and I don't know. I, I can't remember. I'll, I'll go through and look eventually. I know, I know. I was about five hundred on the ones that I uh, that I kept track of in real life, <laughs> but the ones I cut, did on the podcast where we did every single team. I mean, that's pretty hard. So, anyway, be on the lookout for that. But we we are fresh off the five star challenge. Uh, the opening just took place in Texas, so uh, we'll give a few impressions on that. 
Dave, you got any questions you want to ask us about it? Uh, being, you know, the voice of the fan. No, no, let's, let's move on. Let's roll. <laughs> There's, move on to what? We have nothing to talk about. <laughs> we got to have something, right? I mean, right, you want to talk about on. slow seasons. I mean, we haven't even have coaches fighting with each other. There's no subtweeting. What, what's going on here? And, uh, it's, it's just coaches talking about they signed their number one recruit being their wife. Okay. All right. <laughs> oh, oh, how clever. <laughs> I like you got, you got all the game, coach. Dave, I introduced the topic and you just immediately like question you, you host, want you want me to ask questions about host of a radio the five show. star challenge or the opening? Which one? <laughs> no, 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 I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'm gonna ask you something. <laughs> Re- rephrase the question. I know you've never taken improv, clearly. You missed on uh, the first class of improv, which is yes and. I don't even know what's going uh, on. <laughs> number two. Dave, since you are, you know, a uh, voice of the fan, as I just mentioned, who did you see at the five-star challenge? Because you haven't seen a lot of these guys that uh, really impressed you and that you think, you know, you'll be saying, oh, I knew he was good, you know, a year from now, two years from now. Um, I think the uh, the Boykin kid from North Carolina, the 2021 running back, was very impressive. He looked like a million bucks. Rob said that he should have been the running back MVP, but he was vetoed out of that. Yeah, he, was, um, he was fraudulently, you know, finished second fraudulently. He should have been first. I think the Bijan Robinson kid won it, though, because he went over and started running routes as a receiver, and he was burning DBs. So I kind of see where they were coming from on that. He was very impressive as well. Uh, what did you think about – okay, so Rob – you said that Keely Ringo should be the number one player in the country. He went on to run a four three five, I think, at like six three, one hundred ninety five pounds. Um, but he had some, you know, he had some, he had some dog issues a little bit. You know, he had a little injury I that looked looked pretty legit. But okay, he quit. So, are you still holding that he's uh, the number one player in the country, and is he the number one cornerback over Elias Ricks? I still think yes, and. I think because he is bigger and faster, we're not ranking who's the best high school cover guy. You know, <laughs> we're ranking who's going higher in the NFL draft, and I, I still think Ringo's going higher in the NFL draft. So give me, uh, give me him. I have, I have switched. <laughs> I have switched my stance. Uh, I like Ringo. He's, he's a, uh, you know, he's a good-looking kid. Like Rob said, he tests off the charts. I mean, those are we're talking like laser to laser speeds. I know some of those some of those clips uh, went viral, like screenshots, because the clock was updating a little slow. Which I don't, did I even tell you guys this? That I had a college coach hit me up and ask me. <laughs> yeah, I, I had a college coach at a at a top five program. We'll say, hit me up and be like, "Do you have the times from the '40s at the Five Star Challenge?" And I was like, "Uh, I don't know if we really kept them like that." And I was like, "Who do you want to know about?" He asked me about Ringo and he asked me about another guy and he goes, and he sent me a screenshot. He was like, this is a legit time. And it was like, it was like a four zero eight or something. Yeah. That's legit. He's the fastest person that's ever walked the earth. <laughs> yeah, he's faster than Usain Bolt. Uh, I was like, in high school at that, that going into his senior year. What was yeah. happening was the clock was updating. So like, you know, a kid would cross the finish line and it would take like a second for the time to update to show the real time, you know? So somebody took the screenshot of like the four flat 40 and these coaches are like, wow. wow. How is this kid not a five-star? He's the, he's literally the fastest person to ever play football or do anything. He could win a gold medal at the Olympics. <laughs> This is where we are. So anyway, uh, so that was a thing. But I, getting back to Ringo versus Ricks, uh, 
The thing about Ricks is, I mean, he's still like, you know, there's not a whole lot of difference between them, even like physically. He's a little skinnier, but I mean, you're talking about a guy who's had multiple pick sixes. He's got a nose for the ball. I mean, also can I can take credit for inviting him at a rivals combine that year in LA. So you, you add in when you add in the Woody discovery factor and his production on here's the thing. And I don't know if this matters. Ringo is still 16 years old. I mean, he's young for his grade and he's faster and bigger. Now I think he'll develop into a better player. I think you're probably right. Elias Ricks is probably a better defensive back than Keely Ringo right now today. I, I think by the time that it's time to draft these kids that I think it's going to be Ringo. And I think we should rank accordingly. I think one of the things that I like about Ricks the most is that he's just a naturally instinctive cornerback. And those are things that kind of even out athletic prowess, right? Cause you, you know, at the end of the day, we're not running track, we're playing football and he does a lot of things on the field that are just like, <clears throat> they, they seem innate to him at the position that he plays. So he's going to keep getting more reps and more reps at that position. He's already a good athlete. So I think he's just going to improve as a football player where I think that the curve for Ringo is a little bit higher than it is for Ricks playing that position. Now, are they where, both? Where do we think Ringo's going, by the way? We, we assume he's going to like a, uh, a, I thought it was uh, like Ohio State was the – no, no, wait, or Georgia. What about Texas? Nah, Texas didn't seem. I mean, based on talking to the kids when we're just like hanging out, which I do a lot, which we do a lot of at the five. Probably one of the the best parts of the five star challenge that I wish we could tap into more is just kind of like standing around, messing around with the kids, throwing the ball around, where you can actually talk to them like humans. Uh, you know, a lot of the kids were telling me Ohio State, and I think a lot of the kids thought Georgia. So my guess would be one of those two. Uh, okay, with. I'd probably say Georgia if I had to, but I mean, it, Ohio State's got some some good momentum with the, all those Arizona kids. They're going to get Bijan. They got the quarterback. I think they might get the other kid uh, that's uh, the other DB from down there that people like a lot. So now, Rob, you 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 know our boy Ralph. I think he might like he might like the other guy even better than Ringo. Did you know that? Yeah, the young kid, right? The twenty twenty one. Yeah. The other. Yeah. Exactly. We gotta come up with his name. <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah. We don't yeah, gotta come up with his name. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just saying that even people in Arizona are a little, a little. Di- he, I think he, he plays for the same team. He plays for Jason Mons at Saguaro. We should be able to figure out his name that I way. I think people are dubious. Um, every good player ever plays for that. Right. <laughs> but my point is, even people in Arizona are dubious that see Ringo more than we do are a little dubious. Uh, you know, I'll always bet on big and fast. Um, you know, I just think you play the odds here. <laughs> okay, so what? How big do you think Elias Ricks is? I mean, I think it, it's negligible, right? I think that I think that Ringo is probably a little bit more muscled up and probably an inch taller, and also faster. We have Ricks listed at six three one ninety two. So, I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's the same. We have Ringo. Uh, hold on. I mean, it's pretty similar. Uh, we are we talking about are we talking about Stephen Ortiz? No, we've got him at six three one ninety five. So yeah, you're right; it is negligible. But Ringo is faster. I, a kid that big should not move as fast as he did on that laser to laser. No, I mean it's, it's he, he he is he does move like crazy. Uh, I mean, there's he's so fast. I mean, there's no doubt. I do think that that like you said, yeah. I mean, the, him being that fast, people are going to immediately look at that. But if we look at who was the first corner drafted this year, do we remember? I'm going to look it up right now. It was a smaller guy. It was. Well, because Gorney's been – Adam Gorney is 
So the weight for laser 40 was 4.35 for this 195 pound freak from Arizona. Right. Right. Which he's not going to get, no, he's not, not going to get slower. Um, there were like no cornerbacks drafted. What was going on? Well, everybody's decided that big corners aren't good now just because one year of small corners getting drafted when next year, when Sertain and those guys all come out, we'll be back right. to loving big corners. It's DeAndre like, DeAndre Baker, I think, was the first corner off the board. He went 30. Right, he was listed at 5'11", 193. Well, it's so weird how we get so like – you want to talk about falling for sample size. One thing happens in one NFL draft and we're like, well, you know, the NFL doesn't want big corners anymore. It's like, no, they didn't want big corners in the 2018 draft class. Next year it'll change again and we'll change right back to, oh, you know, big corners. <laughs> Nobody cares about sample size in this industry. It's, actually, it's this was one of the le- – so Baker ran a 4-5-2 official. So, I mean, that tells you you don't have to be in the 4-3s to uh, – no, but I think in the first round. No, I'm not saying you have to be. I'm just saying I always want the faster guy as opposed right. to the slower guy. I think what's ha- I think what we see now, the trend that we're seeing is because we're playing in the spread more often. You're seeing smaller guys who can change direction, um, being targeted higher than you know these these typical straight line dudes like Hilo, who may be a little uh, high hipped. I know Rob <laughs> loves hip talk. Okay, so listen. But let's stay let's stay on the on the West Coast for a minute since everybody says we're all SEC honks. Um Noah Sewell is is did Noah Sewell overtake Big Baby? Baby man. That. He didn't overtake Baby Man. He's Baby awesome. Man. I, I you know, we're gonna have I, I foresee us having like a big Noah Sewell debate, uh for sure. Uh I think the question is gonna be, is he a five star? Is he is he not? We have him ranked right now at uh, 33, which, I mean, he started out as a 5.63 star, I think. So uh, We're going right. to have the debate, and we're going to have the Marcus Roseme debate. Ooh, we'll get into that in a second. But I want to I talk about Noah Sewell, though, for a second, because when I saw him, before I saw him do any drills or even move around, I looked at him and I said, that dude's like a tweener. Like he's probably what, six foot one, about 270 pounds. So I'm like, is that guy a linebacker or is he a three technique? And then I saw a move and the guy was just flying around doing all kinds of stuff. He's explosive, he's quick, he's agile, and he's very aggressive. So I wide receiver for a while and was beat. Yeah, I mean, the dude was the dude was doing everything out there. Uh, we should explain who he is probably too, Dave. Noah Sewell was a, a six-foot-one linebacker from uh, Utah. His correct? brother was a freshman yeah, American at Oregon, Oregon this past and year. And we think he's going to where, Oregon or USC or something? Oregon, yeah, and his, his two older brothers uh, play. One is I could see him at A and M. You don't know anything, Dave. I told told you he's going to Oregon. He's not going to A and M. Dang! Why? What is well, you, the aggression? What's you, what's you aggression to me when I'm in the middle of explaining who the kid is? <laughs> he's got two more brothers. Right, I'm just saying, he's got a brother who goes to Nevada, who's like all conference. He's got another brother who's at Nevada that just transferred to Utah. So we have a football family here. That was my point. But the, he's he's probably going to Oregon because that's where his brother went. They stole him away from Alabama. That's why that's why I think he's going there. And I've known the dad for ten years or whatever long I've been doing this stupid job. All I've known all the brothers. But <laughs> the, the bottom line is he's a freak. He doesn't look like it. you thought he was 270 pounds when you saw him walk up. 
Yeah, he's listed at 266. I think that was his most recent weight. But my, my point is, I think he carries his weight better. I think he looks like he's about 240, even though he weighs 270. Yeah, I did. I, I would definitely say he carried his weight when I watched him in position drills because that's the first thing that jumped off to me was how quick his feet were and how, how he moved laterally. And then I watched him in drills and one-on-ones. And, I mean, the guy – I mean, of course, he, he didn't look like super great in coverage, but you could tell that he can change directions and stuff like that. He's not he's not that tweener. You know, like a tweener is usually a guy that can't move. That kid can move, and he's he's a dog. You know I have I mean? video on my Twitter account of him playing wide receiver and just oh, cooking people. So here's the, the point that I wanted to make. Okay, so the the Packers drafted Rashawn Gary, who we ranked as a defensive tackle, right? They drafted him and they're moving him to linebacker. Well, well what did he weigh? You know what I mean? Like, uh, what are we doing? Like, we're really worried about this guy weighing 265 pounds? Who could? Did Devin White weigh 262 pounds? No, I'm not worried about it. I just I'm saying like off the hoof, you look at him and you say, "Oh, okay." But then you see him move and you're like, "Oh, wow. Well, that that allays any concern I have about his mobility based upon his size." So, now he's no longer a tweener. He's this big stocky dude who can actually run. So, I think Well, no, I meant up, like I didn't mean you, know? you per se. I mean the argument we're going to have with Mike Farrell specifically is he's too big. Now, Rashawn Gary was 6'4", 277, so he's a little taller. And they're pl- they list they announced him as a linebacker at the draft. He's probably be, obviously going to be playing outside and be like an edge guy, as they say now in the NFL. But I mean, I I just I just don't know what the I don't I don't think we should get caught up. I mean, you know, didn't we learn our lesson with some of these other guys? Kyler Murray, we didn't rank him higher because he was too small. Well, he's the number one pick in the draft. Now we're going to say someone's too big. And it's not like he's fat, you know what I mean? He the, the guy looks like he's built like a professional wrestler. <laughs> I don't th- I don't think we learn these lessons doing this because we kind of stick to conventional wisdom and we're playing the probabilities. So if you look at from a statistical standpoint, there's still the height, weight, speed, sliding scale, life that applies. So you know, like the Kyler Murrays are outliers, right? For but sure. I know they're. At- yeah, I mean, yeah. I always like to say for every Kyler Murray in the world, everybody's like, "Well, he's six foot." I'm like, "Yeah, I can show you a bunch of six foot former quarterbacks that were." Well, right, but it's not like he was a two star. <laughs> we knew he. We ranked him in the top 100. So yeah, our one thing keeping him from a five star was that he was too short. Now he struggled in that Under Armour game. But my point is, we you know, like you said, Rob. Sometimes we can be too reactionary, especially to the draft. I think this year we did a better job. This past rankings, usually the first rankings after the draft, is it's like. Well, Kyler Murray went number one. Got to make three short quarterbacks five stars now. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah, I'll tell yeah. you what's happening a little behind peek behind the curtain at Rivals and twenty four seven because I've talked to people over there as well. Is now because people are drafting light tackles. Wow. Everybody, you know, if you're a if you're a light left late long left tackle boy i'll tell you what you yeah the, the, the argument a lot of people are making none of the tackles that were drafted this year weighed more than 300 pounds in high school and everybody forgets that the draft is more than one year you know we have like a, millions of years of hundreds of years of data here and it's like well you know if it happened last year it counts if not, right. even though you know I, I don't know who the number one tackle prospect is this guy probably andrew thomas and i'm pretty sure uh who i ranked too low by the way um Let's see, Andrew Thomas. What do we have him listed as in high school? He was two. He listed at two eighty five, but I promise you, he was three hundred pounds when he got to college. So, 
I want to I want to stay on the sample size thing and talk about Justin Flo. Um, Justin didn't have like the best camp outing, and um, you know I'm not going to name any names, but when we were talking about you know like performers, I remember someone saying like you know Justin didn't really do as good as we thought he would do today. But it's like you know if you if you take in his entire body of work, the guy's a beast, and he was still out there knocking dudes out and catching. Where do we think he's going? Actually, I think he's either going to go to Clemson or USC. It's just a matter of can Clemson talk him into going all the way out there. Uh, if USC fires the coach, which we all think is probably going to happen, right? It's, it's He's going to get pushed to Clemson. Yeah, and if anybody can talk somebody from, uh, into going across the country, it's Clemson. Yeah, I, I don't know. It'll be – Yeah. I mean, what are the chances of like Clay Helton makes it through you know, through the year here? I mean, he's going to have to do what? Win a Pac-12 title? Yeah. So, Rob, I just got that – I got that text that you sent me. Well, your, your thing where um, – Sewell's out there playing running back or receiver, yeah. and he's got like three steps on his DB. <laughs> I don't think it's, I think it's a, I think we it's a running back. Around. I think I was uh, over there. Yeah, yeah. Everybody was messing around. Yeah, it's a running back, but it's still impressive. I, you know, it's that was right impressive. after Rob went into concussion protocol when uh, Derek Wingo almost snapped <laughs> his neck. Look, I almost caught that ball. He hit me pretty hard. Oh, oh, speaking of freaks, right? Um, Derek Wingo does like a full extension on a backflip. Like he's upside down. Practice down here, Dave. Is like Derek Wingo doing it? He's like six feet There was a kid a couple years ago, Notori Johnson, who went to Georgia, who could do like six of them in a row. I mean, the whole like, I like the backflips. I think they're really cool. But to make it like, I mean, I know I saw that picture of Demond Demas at the opening was really cool where he did the big spring off of the last one. But I mean, I cannot tell you how many guys I've seen do that exact same thing at seven on seven tournaments over the last five years. And I'm not saying like, uh, like they didn't pan out or whatever, but I mean, I mean, Sam Bruce used to be able to go sideline to sideline doing backflips, you know? So. Yeah, but Sam, Sam Bruce is 5'9". Yeah. Sam Bruce is 5'9", though, man. Like, he's built like a gymnast. You know, talk about him. how well he played and not the backflip so much. Wingo was great. I think, you know, he flips the Florida from Penn State like a week before this – not even a week, like three days before – maybe two days before the event. And then he comes in. I think he – I mean, he outshowed Baby Man, I think, for one game. I don't think he's a yeah. better player. But for one day, he was the best linebacker out there. I agree with that. I, I love that kid. And the funny story is, you know how like the elevator got all jammed up when we came back from the five star challenge and they took us off to like the service elevator. So I'm waiting in line behind him and he's looking at his phone and he goes, man, I'm losing all my Penn State followers. <laughs> <laughs> what do you expect? All right. So there's your one. five star challenge talk. Now I'd want to, I want to bring this into another discussion. We all know stars don't matter. We've heard that several times. Correct. Uh, just ask Ed Reed or Deion Sanders, who didn't have it. Do you know Deion Sanders was unranked, had no stars? Ruth was a zero star. So, um, <laughs> yeah, too fat. Yeah, too It's carrying bad weight. <laughs> no, no fat yeah, players yeah. go in the first round of the draft. No fat players went in the first round of the 1938. No, they're just not drafted big guys like that anymore. They want, uh, they want, you know, <laughs> Ty Cobb types. <laughs> so <laughs> they went to Jack so anyway, Robinson. <laughs> okay, so Maurice Lundquist, who is the defensive backs coach from the at from uh, for Texas A and M, tweets he competes in Atlanta. They named him MVP. This is a nice riddle. Okay, so Dave's, can you solve this riddle? Wait till I'm done reading it. He competes in Atlanta. They name him MVP. He competes in Dallas. They put him on the dream team. 
If he's not a five star, I don't know what one is. Proud of you. Gigum thumbs up emoji. Who is he talking about? Can can you coward? Just say rivals and the opening in twenty four seven. You coward! Like he he clearly swerves out of his way to use Atlanta and and Dallas instead of saying the camp names right. and who they are. Which okay, really Dave, who is he talking coward. about? Some kid committed. To oh, do you not remember? You don't remember when the <laughs> damn, you enough. don't remember who this was. Man, I put that out of my head a long time ago, man. All right, that so that like, was Jalen Jones, uh, the DB who's committed to Texas a who I actually think is pretty good. I did see – Wait, Jalen Jones won MVP? Yes. <laughs> what? It shows you how dialed in Dave was to, to what was going on. Well, anyway, so now the Texas A&M coach – So now, yeah, so now we got him talking about stars. We need to archive this one in case we get the I don't care about stars tweet later. Um, speaking of which – there was one coach who was popping off about stars around the uh, around signing day, who then unfollowed me on Twitter after signing day. I noticed, uh, which obviously I unfollowed him because. Please, if anyone unf- I wish people would tell me when they unfollowed me, so I could just it would be a, a burden off of me because I don't have to see stupid coach tweets. But the next one, now he wasn't the only one. Mark Smith, who appears to be the cornerbacks coach, recruiting coordinator, so. D- these two DB coaches who at Arkansas says five-star performances everywhere he goes, everywhere <laughs> camps, combines, the opening someday they will see it too. My man, hashtag woo pig, a WPS pig emoji, 100 emoji. I don't know who he's talking about. Uh, wait. Well, also, what happened to coaches don't care about t-shirt camps? Well, this is bad. This is bad for the stars don't matter and coaches don't care about underwear, underwear Olympics. Yeah. Meanwhile, their camps are underwear Olympics, by the way, and they do. Well, that's the thing that fans don't realize. College camps are worse than our camps talent wise, and it's not even close to way more unorganized. And yeah. uh, they have way worse players there. So when a guy, they're like, oh, he dominated the Arkansas camp. It's like, yeah, well, there were four good players there. I mean. Yeah. And then my high school team. Right, exactly. Somebody showed up to get and we took their money. Right. So, so the, 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 underlo- the underlying thing about our boy Mark Smith is he tweeted it from the Gaylord Opryland Resort and Convention Center. So he's on vacation, still firing off subtweets. <laughs> While we're out, while we're out here putting in the real analysis, well, you know what I mean. I like to see it. All right, this is the way I choose to look at this, as to not be cynical. Is maybe we're growing out of because these are younger defensive backs coaches. Maybe we're growing out of the I'm going to pretend I don't look at rankings and I don't care about them era, and growing into younger coaches actually not pretending that they live in a different universe than everybody else. So maybe, maybe it's just you know the youth taking hold here, and, and it's you know the baby boomer coaches moving out uh, and the millennial coaches moving in. Here's, here's what it is, though. Here's why the stars matter to these guys, right? Because it generates hype for your recruiting class and buzz. So the media is out here talking about your school and why your school is a viable option for other recruits. And so it builds perception that they are making a winning program. And it also helps them get so, jobs. If a guy that they're recruiting is highly that's ranked, yeah, that's, that's the bottom line here is, is it helps them get a better job, which right, I, and I getting, completely and, understand, but just don't lie. <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, so I do, I do have a couple other topics to talk about. We talked about Elias Ricks earlier. Now, Elias Ricks, uh, 
made some headlines uh, down there at the opening. And this was from uh, pro f- or College Football Talk, which aggregated it from somebody else, probably 24-7. Uh, five-star LSU commit said he probably would have committed to Ohio State if Urban Meyer hadn't left. And the quote is, Ohio State was my number two choice behind LSU. And honestly, if Urban Meyer never left, I probably would have committed there. It was really close, and they're still recruiting me really hard. I hear from uh, Ohio State almost every day, and I'm looking forward to getting out there. So he's taking a visit November 22nd. Now, this was obviously something people were tweeting about. Oh, my God, is he going to flip? How <laughs> how many times do kids say stuff? Like, the kids are the king of the hypothetical. It's like it's like when someone says they were going to get you a gift, but they were sold out. Oh, Rob, I was going to – but you know what? I know you really wanted a new car. I went down to the Tesla dealership. They were sold out of the one I was going to give you. So here's a card. <laughs> like, this is clearly him just – him just – uh throwing some bait out there in the water, right? Yeah, I would assume. I I mean I, – I think it's smart. I think it's smart to do that because you never know where a coach is going to end up and you never know when you're going to hit that transfer portal. So it's good to go ahead and give lip service to these coaches. And, you know, one thing you're seeing, a trend that I'm seeing now with kids on Twitter is before they announce their commitment, they'll start tweeting out, like, pictures of them at other schools where they start thanking that school for recruiting them, which I, I – in, inside of my soul, I can't stand because I think it's lame, but I get the strategy behind it, and I think it's a wise strategy because how, how often do coaches move around? Dude, speaking of how coaches moving around, move around, do we think – you know, he's Elijah is from California. What do we think – all right, let me give you an over-under, 15% chance that when they fire Clay Helton, the head coach at USC uh, is – Well, yeah, yeah. Over. We've already done that podcast. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, as it relates it. to Ricks, you know, you think over because if that happens, then I'm then I start sweating if I'm LSU. If, if, if. Woody thinks Woody Woody thinks that definitely happens, and I say it doesn't because what was that word I kept saying over? What's this this called? An arachnoid um, cyst? I don't think I, I must not have been <laughs> on the podcast yeah. this week. <laughs> no, you weren't. So Urban Meyer, Urban Meyer has an arachnoid cyst on his not, brain, <laughs> and that's why he's okay. retiring. But I won't say the word anymore, but I think here's here's where we're at with this, Rob, because you don't listen to the podcast. What he thinks definitely that if Helton gets fired, Urban Meyer's moving to Southern California and he's coaching at Trojans. I think that he does have a legitimate, serious medical issue no, that's going to prevent I didn't say him from taking that job. Legitimate. I just said he's taking it no matter what. No, no, no. You're, I'm not saying you, you didn't say it was legitimate. I'm not what are you saying? What are you saying? He, he has it, but he a dog. Yeah, he got dog in him. And I, I agree, Urban got some dog in him. But, I mean, at this point in time, the dude's rich and he's got a serious illness. So I just don't understand why he would do it. And Woody's response was, well, you don't have the competitive juices that I have. Like, And then Woody goes on a vacation brag and talking about, I could be three days into my vacation and then my mind starts going crazy and I have to do all this work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because Woody's dog. a grinder. Guess what? He a dog. Well, dogs are out, by the way. Guess what? We got an email this week from a kid that said he's a certified goon on the football field. So dogs are I, out. I do remember uh, the last Mullen telling me he was a silverback, uh, which I told him. I, I told him that was yeah. problematic. Yeah. So you, we can't say that about you. We 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 can't touch that. So anyway, other people yeah. can. Uh, I do like I do well, like we certified had real goon. life goon. Remember that one? That was one That's of the, the best clips that ever came out of the five star challenge. Was uh, was that was that Tim Settle? Marvin, who's the certified? He said real life goon. Yeah, it was one yeah. rep, and then he ran up. It was Coach Brown's camera, and he said, "I'm a real life goon." 
<laughs> I should find that. I can't play. My sound isn't working on my computer today, or else I would get. Because uh, we were actually talking about selling T-shirts uh, that said that on there. Um, so anyway, real life boom. That was Marvin Wilson, right? Yeah. And he loves honey fried chicken right, too. Don't forget about too. that down at FSU. Uh, anyway, so next topic. I forgot to put this on the rundown. So Mel Tucker. Has the uh, Mel Tucker has the job at Colorado now? Came from Georgia, worked at Alabama before that. Uh, famously, doesn't respond to my text messages. Uh, <laughs> so uh, now Mel was this is uh, what does that sound? Oh. oh, I thought that was the real life goon thing, but it wasn't. So at least, at least hey, you, Rob, you, got, you got the sound work on. Oh, or what you... oh, here it is. I got it. 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 There you go. Uh, <laughs> hold up. Wait, 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 we need to get M. Deuce to make a beat out of this. No doubt. That reminds me of like uh, like a jock jams or something where they would play like fake people getting hyped up or Ray Lewis or whatever, you know. Um, Marvin Wilson also, also roasted me on Twitter one time because I said he was too fat to wear number 21. Then he pulled out a bunch of screenshots of me looking fat and tweeted <laughs> <laughs> so big shot for him for that. Um, I still, I just re- wait, wait, who, I just retweeted the video. Who, who was this? Who was this year's Marvin Wilson? I got to go with Chris Morris. Chris Morris has the craziest. No, stuff. that kid's Luke. I, I mean, I don't know that. Yeah, I loved him. I don't know what's going on in his head. He came into the interview room. He stole a centerpiece. He FaceTimed yeah. Jimbo Fisher in the middle of an interview. I mean, he really stole. It. <laughs> were you sitting there? I mean, we're asking him questions. And he's answering the questions, and then he just calls Jimbo, and then he puts us yeah, on yeah, FaceTime we, with Jimbo. Yeah, we got to talk okay. to Jimbo because we're, we're like, hey, Jimbo, uh, get off the phone now. Uh, so yeah, we're trying, trying to interview this. Also, also, hold on. Shout out to Dallas Walker who committed to Texas A&M, speaking to Jimbo. So I was supposed to, like, interview him for the Kentucky site, and he's sitting down, and he basically tells us – he does tell us. He not basically. He literally tells us he's committing to Texas A&M tomorrow. And I'm like, dang, I was supposed to interview him about Kentucky. And Woody's like, yeah, go ahead and write the article, you know. get You know, if you're getting paid for this stuff, you might as well do it. If he's a target, just, you know, write the article. And he goes, yeah, write the article again. Give me half. So shout out to Dallas yeah. Walker for his entrepreneurial spirit. Chris coming into the, the wearing that centerpiece around his neck out without anybody knowing. What is he going to do with a silver yeah, centerpiece from a hotel ballroom? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he also told somebody uh, he was going to beat was him me. up if he didn't he like gonna, rank he him. Told me that, <laughs> well, I can't tell that story. But anyway, bottom line, let's move on to the to the next story real quick because we got to get moving. I got some kid committing at five. Um, so Mel Tucker takes a job at Colorado. Uh, and of course, he's doing some he's doing some uh, <laughs> some interviews. And these coaches, when are they going to learn that you can't just talk, you can't just say stuff, right? So uh, so our boy Mel, he's out and about, and he's talking, and he says, "There are in-state kids here who don't know a thing about Colorado, so it's a sell job." Tucker told the Denver Post recently. It's like you've got to win games before they'll even consider it. You, I've been through that before. That's just how it is. There are kids right now that you ask, well, who are your top guy? Who are your top guys? And they say Nebraska. And you look and say, well, what has Nebraska done? But in their mind, that's way, way better than Colorado. So 
Shots, shots fired in what used to be a great rivalry. They don't ever play anymore, right? No, yeah, no that not was ever a, since the they Big were, 12 collapsed. Those two teams were great rivals, and I enjoy Mel. They, are they bordering states or something, Rob? You know. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. Colorado borders Kansas, so, and Nebraska is to the north of Kansas. So they're not. I mean, I guess they're quasi-bordering. Here's the thing about the old Big 12. Right. Everybody thought they were Nebraska's rival. Every single school in that league right. decided like they were the, rivals. Uh, it's like the Lakers or something where they're like, oh. Yeah. Well, back in, back in the early 90s, those two teams were popping. You know, like you had uh, Darian Hagens and Eric Bieniemy over there at Colorado, and then it was Cordell and, and sure, West. They were, but Oklahoma also thinks they were Nebraska's rivals. So does Kansas State uh, because they kind of were the ones that benefited from their fall from grace. Uh, I believe Texas <laughs> and Nebraska had a thing. Oh, wasn't wasn't the Cordell Stewart Hail Mary yeah, against so. Nebraska? Who no. was that against? I, the I'm one where the ball was like kicked up. Or no anyway, who cares? Nobody cares. I just thought it was funny to hear a coach. I love coaches taking, like Rob said, we got nothing to talk about, and that was a good shot. Yeah, I mean, where's Harbaugh been this offseason? Shouldn't he give us some content by now? Why isn't he made fun of an SEC coach? All right, so let's run through. We have our by football coaches, for football coaches topic of the week. This was tweeted at us by Kay Shamburglar, who is a listener of the show. And he sent us a tweet from Will Hall, uh, which is retweeting this Mario uh, Verduzco uh, story that Bruce Feldman did, which – uh, people, coaches are loving this story. Anyway, um, so Will Hall, who works at Tulane, offensive coordinator, retweets it and says, this profession has been flooded with people that bullcrap their way through but have no idea how to truly coach, all caps. They use catch phrases, catch in quotation marks, with no substance behind it and social media as a marketing ploy. This article is about a real ball coach. I hope I get to meet him one day. Wow. 59 retweets, 403 likes for Coach Hall. Uh, so maybe they'll get to meet one day. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. I, you know, I'm glad that he's not using catchphrases. They're using social right. media now, to market Hall himself. Also, coach Hall would also, so with new Twitter, like, so you look at that tweet by itself and it's got you might also like and has other tweets under it. He's got. He has a retweet of Matt Drinkall, who tweeted, "Let's talk about patriotism." Ted Williams, nineteen forty-one to nineteen forty-seven, forty-one batted four hundred six, forty-two oh, triple crown, forty-three through forty-five World War II, nineteen forty-six MVP, nineteen forty-seven triple crown. Hashtag Fourth of July, two thousand nineteen. Like, I won't even re- I won't even recruit a kid unless so he's Will Hall retweets board, this. Now this is an American. What a hero, Ted Williams. Yeah, <laughs> also, who do you think he voted for? Uh, all right, uh, <laughs> uh, here's and guess what else come up for you might also like, which is proof that the phones are listening to us. Norvell McKenzie. Nine years ago, she received a recruiting letter from me on Facebook. Five years ago, she signed her letter of intent, and guess what? She's still a top recruit. Still my best signing, still exceeding my expectations. Happy anniversary, love, my five-star, and it's him and his wife. Yeah, I got one like that, too, from Coach Williams from Southern Illinois. It says, sign my number one recruit, hashtag, she said yes. 
Um, and it's a picture of him and his wife, Florence in the bling. I'm going to click on hashtag she, she said yes and see what I get here. Um, you guys get why that's funny, right? Because it's not actually a football player, but it's a woman and they're married and it's not really a recruiting thing. It's like a, oh, it's that's like a why? damn courtship. I thought she, that's that's I the thought joke. She was play. <laughs> that's hilarious. That's, it's, it's almost as good as when like some reporter – has a change of heart about food and then releases a notes app thing saying he's now a Chick-fil-A or he's chosen Chick-fil-A over Zaxby's. That's funny because it's funny because they're restaurants and they're not actually players. You get it? And he he flipped his commitment. She said yes is actually a real hashtag with like thousands of um, posts. I do have a lot of shout out to coach Williams. All right. Well, so while he does that, let's go move on to tweet of the week. You know who would be great radio if that was an angry ex client or something, and he would just hear Dave cracking. <laughs> so I've got, I've got, because it's such a slow week, I've got a ton of tweets I want to laugh at with you. So Tommy E. Winton the third. This was today. Tweets Knoxville is so underrated, right? Which people love to do this thing where they tweet about whatever city they live in being underrated. Um, and Amari Rogers retweets it and says, "I'm from Knoxville, and I highly disagree, my friend." LOL. <laughs> and then Tommy comes back and says, forget y'all. It may not be the best, but it's definitely slept on. <laughs> slept on. Yeah, you're sort of right. Are there, are there a bunch oh, of all for lives underneath that? Names. I know, it's just people saying, people talking about the area code or whatever. But, uh, okay, so now I have one I want Lackford to hear. Uh, but I have some other ones here. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I had some really I actually had a really funny one that I think I forgot to I forgot to save it it was about a coach uh oh no no here it is this was this was meant for the four coaches by coaches and our, our boy uh I don't know he's an idiot is um, that for dead <laughs> yo I'm back I'm back I'm back I had to the UPS came and dropped so, my ultra so this sauce. one I meant to read earlier. Go ahead, my bad. Yeah, and this is tweeted by Tony Blaylock, who covers Texas high school football. He tweets a shot of at a shot for at Tepper, I guess is assume who he works for, of Temple running a play action pass during the Texas seven on seven state tournament this past weekend, right? So it's a it's a picture of a play action pass during a seven on seven game, which you rarely see, right? And Coach Cam, who is the coach of the team, who put his team in the seven on seven tournament, right? Retweets it and says, we run what we run and don't change anything for pajama football. <laughs> you decided oh, to go to it. No one, you didn't know what made you go. Like, <laughs> so hold on. Are they running power then? Are they, are they, a bunch of people they run saying, what they run? Hey, are we getting like fullback dives? I mean, pajama uh, football. Yeah, you want to talk about four coaches, it. five like, coaches. You're making fun of your own team and your own players. I, I, I just don't – I don't understand. Uh, okay. Yeah, so if it's not Cotton CTE, football. This comes from our boy, uh, J. Michael uh, – how do you say his last name? I can't remember. He used to work at USA Today. Made me a lot of money back in the day. Big shout to our boy, J. Michael. He now covers the Pacers for the Indianapolis Star. He once paid me to do this full two-page, full article naming the best high school baseball team in every state. I made like eight hundred dollars, and I obviously, uh, I mean, this was like two thousand eight. So, uh, so yeah, I don't, I don't know how I did it. I probably just made most of it. 
I mean, I'm sure I found a good team, but I mean, this was like before the season too. So it was really hard. Um, so he says, if police knocked on your door because you were setting off fireworks after midnight in Indianapolis last night, I'm not apologizing. Told y'all I'm a snitch. <laughs> so, yes, but I, I actually have noticed, especially maybe because I lived in Florida before and now I live here. I feel like I hear less in Florida. The 4th of July starts about June 20th and goes until about July 15th. Um, and I, I noticed way less fireworks than I used to. No, it hasn't been going on as hard here. I, I think maybe it's just because of the neighborhood I live in, you know, it's, you know, it's not suburban. <laughs> There's not a lot of. Okay. So next one comes from Jedrick Wills, so former five-star and uh, Alabama offensive lineman. Of course, of course, we had the Instagram outage the other day, right? Which I'm sure you guys noticed. Shout out. He tweets, anybody else's Instagram mm-hmm. tripping? Which is, uh, you know, a, a, a tweet we saw a lot. And, our, and Chris Bryant, 1973, tweets, there's a worldwide glitch going on. They say they're working on it to get it fixed. Roll, tide, roll. <laughs> roll, tide. Yeah, make sure to get uh, – you know, I was going to pick Auburn, but I roll committed to Alabama roll. because somebody yeah, gave got- the latest news on the Instagram app. Hey, hey. Hey, Woody, you know what was going through my head when I was on those scooters? Oh, yeah, that was you, yeah. Roll Tide. We got All right, that's it. Show's we over. Got the big city. <laughs> no. I'm done. I'm leaving. Yeah, I think that's that's pretty much it. Uh, <laughs> I don't really have a whole lot. Oh, wait, no, Rob, did you leave for real? Okay. Oh, no, no, hold on. Don't leave. Uh, I have to talk about this barbecue out. real fast, then we can go. So, real quick complaint from me uh, last last week, or this yesterday. I get invited to a barbecue. Uh you know, go over there. They tell I, I'm I'm told ahead of time that it's at a vegan's house, which should have been my number one red flag, right? You know, big shot to these people. You, you guys know I don't have any friends. You both know that I have no friends. Uh, so when I get invited to something, I should probably go. Uh, I went yesterday morning and I, I hiked up to the top of Stone Mountain to get my Fourth of July workout in, uh, which was a, which was a nice brisk hike. Came back, was hungry, drank some water, took a shower, went to the party. We get there and there's only chips, right? Chips and some bean dip. And, you know, when someone brings out it's a little mm-hmm. fake oatmeal pie things from Trader Joe's. And I brought a big fruit salad. You know, I made one of I might have Snapchatted you guys, uh, Rob. I made a watermelon where you make it all spiky looking and then you carve it out and put all the fruit in there. It took some time on that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the party's just going on. Two o'clock comes, no food. Three o'clock comes, no food. Four o'clock comes, no food. There was no food. Who has a party? Did they call it a barbecue and then not barbecue? (laughs) I don't know. That's what I need to know. You know what? Hold on. I've got screenshots. That that would be be the true definer of what's going on here. Because so at some point, now I was texting Rob while this was happening because we were watching the – we were watching the hot dog eating contest. It was actually the replay. And not one single person who was at the house had any concept of. Rob, I see. I don't, I don't believe you. 
Like, I believe that happened, but I don't believe them. To not know that that is a thing that happens, like, I understand never having seen it before, but for them to claim that they were unaware that there was a hot dog eating contest on the 4th of July is asking. I'm telling you, There's no way. People were like – There's no way that's possible. I mean, the amount – the litany of questions. I sent you a video at one point of the people being just – so, so they were appalled at what was going on. Oh, this is gross. When is this? Do they get paid? Why aren't they all fat? There shouldn't be more fat people. You know, the amount of like, you know, liberal millennials who with a fat person sitting right in front of them, hey. just, just taking shots at fat people. Just, they're like, oh man, that guy weighs 300 pounds. What a fat pig. <laughs> I just want to know. Yeah, they're, they're, they're like, contesting that they've never heard this of This is on ESPN. Well, what is it? Do they just eat hot dogs? Why are There's they dipping no it in water? Possible. Are There's they breaking no them way. in half? I mean, this went on for with me being like, and, and you know, the whole thing is like shtick, right? The announcers do their funny thing. Yeah, I'll tell you what's a shtick is those people acting like they've never heard of it. Are, were talking, they old people? You, or millennial like types, age 24 to 33. You're a millennial. I'm not, so am I. 24, 25 to 45. See, there, what is that? There's no I'm there's telling there's you, no I sat there wanting to just smash my head through the window as person after person marveled on the TV. like they had, And the one guy's like, yeah, he eats a lot. I think like 44. I was like, no, it's not Pete's a lot more than 44. No, I'm pretty. Well, well, you know why he, 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 he saw it on he knew a, that it was. He, this guy was a guy who was complaining about being tired from staying up till 4 a.m. playing online poker. And he said that he had seen it on a betting line. He's like, the line is, he was like, it was over under 44. I was like, no, it's not, dude. <laughs> Look, this is why. Let me tell you. And I, I'm not, I was not there, but I, I'm just going to diagnose these people. I think that the reason that they're pretending they didn't know it exists is because they're the kind of people that want to tell you that they don't watch television. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, that's a whole other genre of people that like to brag about not watching TV. But I assume that these are the people we're dealing with, yeah, and that's I don't, why I don't they have, did the whole, They're like, I don't have TV, and it's like, so you don't watch anything? Well, I mean, I have like Netflix and stuff. I like, do, so do you have a TV in your house? Well, yeah. No, I'm talking about the ones that are like, the only TV show I like is called Books. Okay, so, those, those so the people. text message screenshot I have here says they're having people over to their house to grill out. Grill out. Now, I define, this, this is the South. This is the South, oh, yeah, and Rob, you fancy grill, yourself apart. Grilling yeah, out that's means all, that's at least hamburgers, hot dogs, chicken, and then that's the baseline, and then maybe you go into ribs, sausages, etc. Now, the fact that they are vegan, okay, so you say, look, they had vegan hot dogs, which by the time I left at 545, had, had not, the barbecue had not been started, okay? Now, how... Okay, so vegans, vegans will grill some uh, portobello mushrooms, too. Yeah, they're delicious. Too. I what I'm saying is... Vegan. I'm hating on them for lying about statement. food. <laughs> I don't think vegan people like food. I just don't think Uh-oh. they do. <laughs> Sorry. Listen, <laughs> if you're vegan, that's fine. It's better for the environment. It's, it's it. sometimes healthier. Guess what's not healthier? Is it healthier for me to eat a hamburger or sit there and eat an entire bag of plain ruffles with no dip? I would say probably, probably the hamburger. 
I mean, I was yeah, sitting there. I, I cannot tell you guys how mad I was. And I like these people who threw the party. The The biggest issue is everyone is so focused on drinking that that no one cares about food. No one cares. About, you know, I get shunned. Me and, me and uh, you know, the fat people in the hot dog eating contest are getting fat shamed. Meanwhile, everyone's just putting down 50, you know, white claws or whatever. Um, and there's no food. So I, I cannot tell you. Guess what? The next time I go to a barbecue, vegan or otherwise, I'm bringing my own food. I'm bringing an entire thing with food in it. Because what's the worst thing that can happen? I have to take it back? Well, I brought the... Yeah, you should at least bring I a side. You know? salad, which I then ate you like half of, of which is probably, salad, you know, guess, not, yeah. to, not to brag on myself. It's probably the best item there, if I had to say. I mean, the, here's what they had. Plain, they had plain ruffles, which I said I ate almost the whole bag. Those uh, Santitas tortilla chips, which are $2 a bag, famously. Then they had some blue corn tortillas. <laughs> Shaming how much they spent <laughs> on the tortilla chips. <laughs> Santitas are the worst tortilla chips you can buy. I'm sure they're $2. Those the ones no, in the, the ones in the, the, they're yellow the or they're white. Bag. You're thinking of like, uh, like Diane's or whatever they're called. They're not called Diane. Listen, look, I'm listen. Tostitos are busted. Santitos were fine when we were 19. Fans. There's a reason that they're always when they put when they print the price on the bag, so everyone has to sell them for two dollars. That's when you know you're in trouble. Okay, they had, <laughs> so they had blue corn tortilla chips, and then they had dill pickle flavored popcorn, and that was it. And. Speaking of, are you eating something, Dave? Are you eating dill pickle flavored popcorn right now? What is it's that? $2. No, 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 no. I got a bag of Chester fries. Dude. I wanted to see if the price was printed on the yes. bag. <laughs> yes, and it, it did. has the $2. It says $2 only, yes. as a matter of fact. $2 only. <laughs> Exclusively exactly. $2. If they're trying to charge that's you over how you $2, know. Where, that's how you buyer know. It's, it's, there's a target Caveat demographic before. like Dave's. T- Right, exactly. But now they're safeguarding against the the bodegas. <laughs> what they're doing, yeah. no doubt. Anyway, this part of the, the podcast might cause some strife <laughs> for me and other aspects of my life. But I had this. Uh, what are you thinking? These people that hosted the party are listening to this. There's no way. Oh, yeah, I'm sure the people that have never heard of the hot dog well, contest and are the eating, people who you know, went to the party with two dollar chips are really into college football like, recruiting. Uh, might have been mad at me for about being a giant oh. baby yesterday. <laughs> um, so, I know it's hard to believe me being a big baby, but uh, yeah. So, so anyway, listen. The bottom baby line man. is, if you invite Gotta people to your house, man. and you know, you know, maybe this is a because because you know, I grew up uh, with an Italian mother. You better have more than enough food for every person there. I'm sorry. You can't say we're having 15 people over and there's three bags of chips and some bean dip. This is not, it's just not cutting it. I don't care who you are. I don't care where you're from. I don't care if you're vegan, pescatarian, you know, vegetarian, any other. Now, the, the, the point is they said they lured you in with the grilling. And there was no grilling. That is the atrocity here. Not the fact that there was bean dip and bean and, and chips. That's fine pre-grilling, but there was just zero grilling, which <laughs> I is did, the I most appalling did. thing I did. About I mean, you're right. You got dude. suckered so in. Guess what? Next know? time, I guess I have – you know what You know what makes this even more frustrating? I have some of those impossible burgers or whatever they're called, the fake meat burgers 
because I wanted to try what they tasted like. I bought some at the store and they're in my freezer and I could have brought them with me to the party. So maybe that, they, like, so anyway, if you have a party, yeah. please have enough food. I mean, I understand this is a fat person. I'm, I'm a fat person and people say, Woody, you're fat. You're complaining about food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta have some type of main dish because in my opinion the main dish was the bean dip and that's not a that's a side let me tell you something. i know you'd be I excited to come to my home run derby party, i guarantee you if rob had a party at his house he would have that Watch big green egg going we, we the amount of food i eat well, i i oh, raid God, rob's cabinets when i go over there it. much to the chagrin of, of of other people in rob's life i'm sure <laughs> Um, but there is food to be found at Rob's house. And even if, you know, like I said, having $2, I ate a bag of chips at your house once, Rob, that were really good. I polished off the whole bag and they weren't Santitas. Um, so. <laughs> hey, Santitas are banging, though. Know, like, you can't find a lady like, on the front. It's a big bag. Santitas? Hold on. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, no, they I'm familiar a, with these things. They got a ton of seasoning on them, like you can eat them without any dip. Okay. <laughs> they used to be good. No, I know what you're talking about. Now these things are trash. Whoa! No, hold on. Here's the other issue with these Whoa. things: is the amount of broken, like crumbled chips in these bags, as compared to the Tostitos. You really get a lot of. Nah. Bef- I feel like the Santinas have before we take Dave's listeners. Before you take Dave's opinion, in fact, we ordered an artichoke when we went out to dinner, and <laughs> Dave, Dave <laughs> had no idea what it was, <laughs> what is or this how we were supposed to consume it at the table. So. And he he still didn't want to eat it though. I get to teach him though, and I like teaching people that stuff. So, so. Dave has come up in a lot of aspects of his no, life. He's no, that was good times. He pulled himself. He pulled himself yeah, out they of the didn't, mud. They didn't have no cheese steaks there, so you know what I mean. Uh, what we doing? What did you order, Dave? That you thought was crawfish? No, that it, was a, it was like a big piece of fish. You're like, man, it's a. He ordered. He, no, no. He ordered. So there was like he ordered. What he ordered was like some kind of like uh, white fish, but it had it was served on top of crawfish etouffee. So he was expecting it to be a giant crawfish. <laughs> Top of the right. No, 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 no. I thought it was a bunch of little crawfish. Yeah. But anyway, I, I I got sick from that. By the okay. way, like I, I, I do you got sick from that or getting that. really so drunk for three days straight? If, I had to, if you had to guess which one you got sick. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I would I would say that there are a few factors involved. <laughs> the combination of the two, yeah. All but right. I, I think so, the meal, anyway, put, you know, was the straw that broke the camel's back. You know what I mean? But hold on, wait, before we quick, no, 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 no. You had a random recommendation. We got a recommendation that you gave me, which was uh, my man Slobby's World on Netflix. Yeah. So I did watch that. I finished that season, right? And I was thinking to myself, all right, this dude is, you know, he's funny dude. Like, he's he's over the top and all that, right? And there's there's a, um, in the hip-hop community, there's kind of like a rebellion against hype beast, right? So they say, oh, you know, because it's like sneakerheads versus hype yeah. beast. Do you guys agree that there's a distinction yeah, there? It's, a, it's the people that are chasing Supreme and, and all that. Yeah. I- yeah, but here's here's the thing, though. Like, 
the first rappers were hype beast. The first hype beast were, were Dapper Dan was a hype beast. And then you look back at like Slick Rick, who would walk out there with like crazy pimp coats dragging the floor. It would be purple. He'd have like leopard print collar around the top of it. He'd have 97 chains on, seven watches, all finger rings, you know. And and so like I, I look at it and I say, well, hype beast were the original hip hop dudes. I mean, look at Ghostface Killer when he had the Maltese Falcon wristband that, that covered his uh from his wrist to his elbow. You know what I'm saying? So I, I just I don't know. What do you guys think about the distinction between here's the, here's hype the difference? Right, here's the difference, and I won't get into this too much. But I think the difference between the hype beast thing is so all those guys are wearing expensive stuff that you can get. A hype beast is chasing not necessarily expensive stuff, just hard to get stuff. So like if you get a Supreme hoodie retail, it's not super expensive. It's the thrill and the chase. It's when you start going into resale, then it becomes expensive. So I think they're only wearing ugly things because it's- Can we get one or two two other takeaways that you have in Slab as well? I believe we've talked about it before and we've watched it. So you got anything, Dave, that's really- that Before that, I know Rob was really- Creeped out at a little bit of how creepy Slobby was at some of the yeah, female I, customers. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little long. The way he watch. talks to the female customers makes my skin crawl. Um, I, I didn't think so. I think he was kind of a guy who would like hype them up the way he hypes up any customers. He just tried to do it in like a female vein. I didn't think he was too off-putting because the girl, you know, he's like, you're going to be the slobby at the pool party. She said, you can be my date. And then he like put his arm in her arm very like, you know, classy wise. I don't think he was super creepy. Uh, yeah. there are times I'm not, I'm not the, in like the second episode yeah. when the girl comes on and tries on Sunday. Yeah. He's like, you are hot. <laughs> oh my God. Did he say that? I don't know. I'm I'm from North Philly, man, where like dudes holler at yeah, girls they, on the street. You're not allowed and to do that. They keep walking. They're ready to fight. That's called catcalling. So. <laughs> it's not. It's not all right. No, I never did that. I always thought that was corny. But my takeaway from that was I, I thought that as goofy as, as Slobby was and is, I thought he's a very astute, cunning businessman. I mean, this dude is creating his own market. By going into you know thrift stores and Goodwill and finding like the Michael Jackson jacket, and he gets it for thirteen bucks, and he turns around and he sells it to a woman at an art gala for a thousand dollars. You know, it's not it's like his store is the only one. I mean, these things are everywhere. These consignment shops like that. There's a place in New York called yeah, uh, Mr. Throwback that does it with throwback jerseys. You know, they'll go find cheap throwback. I think he went there. I think he went to that place, actually. But my point, we're not talking about everybody. We're talking about Slobby's world. Which is your show I, I just don't want to give him too much credit for coming up with this idea or something when it's not. You know, it's not. A, well, it's not, but, but you gotta, you gotta have a, you gotta have a level of hustle to, to pull that kind of stuff off. And I think he does that on a consistent basis. A lot of people are too afraid to strike out on their own and do something. They're stuck in a rut. They need a paycheck. They need a certain amount of money that they make every week. And then that way they, they can focus on other things in life. I think that this dude is a straight hustler. He doesn't know what he's going to make from day to day, but that is the cultivating thing to him about that lifestyle is that, you know, I might make nothing for four days, but then one day I'm going to make $6,000, you know? So I respect this hustler. I think he's a true hustler. I think he's a little, he's a little much. He's a little corny, but at the same time, he's making money. So it's all shtick at the end of the day. Yeah, I actually do. So Slobby's I profile has risen. Cool. I mean, he had a and thing, the other, if you follow on Instagram, he had a thing the other night where he designed the uniforms for the Las Vegas Aces and had like a night where he was in the house uh, doing stuff. So Big shout! And they opened a store in Las Vegas, so big shout to Slobby. 
Uh, follow me and Dave on Instagram at Rivals Woody at Rivals Dave. Dave, how your numbers been? Um, I'm 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 increasing a little bit. I need to. I'm waiting on these uh, boxes from shipping containers to come through so I can like display all my sneaks I've been buying lately. Um, I, I just got my uh, Ultra Boost 3.0 Triple Blacks, but I don't think they're I, authentic because every everything on the box is in Chinese, so I'm pretty sure there's some knockoffs. But I, I wear them though, you know what I mean? I won't just keep them for dead stock. You know, I'm not I'm not gonna walk around in $300 sneakers. Unless they're my Yeezy, but uh, you know it is what it is. I also got some Halle Hansen stuff here, some throwback Halle Hansons, and a, a, a Nordica Rugby too. That, that, that's why I had to leave because USPS just dropped my stuff off. If you want to see, did you uh, order? A I wish USPS would drop my stuff off. I got a mattress coming. Listen, I say this on the podcast because I, I know they won't be listening, bro. But so I heard from my friend that works at the Atlantic. Uh, shout out to Amanda that her and all of her friends have been running this hustle where they found out from their friends that work at Rolling Stone that if you have a certain number of Twitter followers and you tweet out, Wait, what so are the reviews of the Casper mattress that they send you a free one? And oh my last. God. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it worked. Yeah, I, got one, yeah, I got one on the way. No, they gave me I like the reply. Wait, there's a reply to this. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Where is the. Uh, Anybody have a Casper mattress? Seems I too did. Good. I, I, I thought you, you were guys didn't think that I was a little out of character for me. Somebody else. I didn't know you had it. Did I try to get one? No, no. I was running a game. Did you at? Yeah, you might as well. It took him about 24 hours to hit me back. I mean, people are going to wonder what the okay, – no, I just, so I just made sure to tag him in it. Yeah. People are going to wonder what the hell is up if the whole rival staff starts asking about my favorite, My favorite response to that, the, anybody have a Casper mattress, seems too good to be true. What's the catch? So you ask like a question and our boy Sam Spiegelman goes, I have one. I already got it. I'm going to ask him if he got it for free. <laughs> yeah, I got one. I have one. I have one. <laughs> No, he didn't get nothing. He just confirmed. I have one. Oh, Sam, well, Sam has one. I better get one because, you know, Sam is the guru exist. of all things they do. comfort. They're, it's not too good to be true. So, okay, so if you're a fan of this podcast uh, and you see us tweeting about the mattresses, this will be this this will be a little inside joke for our, for our, for our loyal followers. I will do – I don't know. We gotta wait till Rob gets his. I'm gonna copy and paste Rob's joint right now. Wait till mine gets I should get it next week sometime. Hey, wait, wait, broke the wagon, bro. I don't I bet you know. Screw that. Done, tweet it. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're gonna ruin it. They're gonna not send mine now. Yeah, you have six thousand followers. Hopefully that's enough. (laughs) (laughs) Like yesterday, you were drunkenly tweeting about Jimbo Fit. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah, that's why I said let's wait till like, Rob gets If you gets cost his. me my mattress with that tweet, you and I are going to have words. <laughs> yeah, the exact same they're not going to connect it to. Okay. If they're word okay, for so word. We're going to wait for Rob <laughs> to get his. We'll see if they. Come on, man. All right. See, this is, this, is, this is why I don't tweet. You know what I mean? All right, I deleted it, Rob. I'm going to be like, you know like at mine, Cassidy, we'll turn Rob you guys told me so. he loves his cast for a mattress. All right, all right, but can he be uh, <laughs> yeah, y'all never answered my question, man. If my ultra boost box is all in Chinese, did I get some? Yeah, do a lot of things where they 
where they use the Chinese writing anyway as part of like the three. Tweet a picture out of because I have those those same triple blacks and my box is not Chinese, bro. I'm looking at the shoe right now and the glue is okay. a little bit. Right. Sure okay. You got to go. I got work to do. So uh, thanks for listening. Right, Please leave us a review right, on right, iTunes. We'll be back with another episode next week. M. Deuce, our boy. We haven't shouted out in a while. Uh, play us out. Peace.